And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, there are many theories as to why there are four Gospels. There is a multitude of fours in the Bible. Some examples are, first, there are four living creatures. Next, four rivers surround the Garden of Eden. Third, there were four leprous men that God used to save Israel. Fourth, Job saw four generations after his trial. Another one, four corners of the earth. Another one, four directions, north, south, east, and west. And another one, Lazarus was in the ground four days. And there are four components to a person. Ooh, we're going to talk about that next. Ten lepers stood at a distance from Jesus. They cried out because they couldn't get close. Jesus responded to them, each time the Lord touches someone, they are not required to be so close that he can pat them on the head. If Jesus just gave the word, the deed was done. His word, absolute. But Dave, only God's word is absolute. Absolutely! (laughs) So Jesus gave his word. But there's still something the receivers of God's grace had to do, and we'll examine what some of them missed. And finally, salvation is a complete process. From a theological point of view, there is regeneration, justification, sanctification, and glorification. So there is a start and a finish. And, of course, Jesus is the center of salvation. Jesus is named the Alpha and the Omega, the A and the Z. And people receive some from Jesus. Depending on their response, they may fall short of getting all that the Lord has for them. And then whose fault would that be? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, David. And he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. You can text us during the show, 214 210 8483. That's 214 210 8483. Or you can call us. Wow. You can call us at 972 4450770. But I am preparing you ahead of time. When you call 972-445-0770, you will end up talking to Amazing Jen. And that is like your boss recognizing your hard work by giving you more money. 
and then you will feel amazing. Gee, that's a good one, huh? <laughs> Uh, so if you've got a prayer request, a praise report, if you got something you want to share, maybe the Lord has put some on your heart and you're like, you know, I need prayer for this. Or maybe the Lord's working on you and you're like, you know that the Lord is working this situation out. And it's like, you know what? I want to acknowledge God going through this process. Some people like to wait until the whole process is over. Um, I'm a kind of in-betweener. I like to thank God like in the middle and then at the end. I don't do a great job of thanking him at the beginning, but I know all three places are appropriate to give thanks to God. It's always appropriate to give thanks to God. Want to know why? Because he always was, always is, and always will be, and therefore you can always be thankful to the Lord. So the idea behind this is that we want to share with one another, strengthen one another, encourage one another, and bless one another. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's overly complex. It's some of the stuff that we want to do. So we are going to open up with a trivia question, and then we're going to pray for the audience regarding faith and fear. So your trivia question is this. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Who said, who said, naked I came from my mother's womb? Who said that? Naked, I came from my mother's womb. Which, of course, I think is a, a wonderful principle because naked in, naked out. <laughs> no matter what you come up with, it's like, yep, that, 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 that's, that's how it's going to go. Naked, I came <coughs> from my mother's womb. Uh, if you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us, 972-445-0770, text 214-210-8483, or send an email, david at org. We do have somebody who is ready, and let's go ahead and send him on through. Knock, knock, this is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, knock, knock, this is your little brother that is not going anywhere, so... <laughs> How are you, Samson? How are things? Hey, good, good. Okay, got to answer, okay. answer a trivia question first, so... Yes, we'll, yes. We'll give you it's that. from that my chance. big brother. Okay. Naked I came from my mother's womb. Who said that? Well, uh, I think I need to look for a job. Yeah! You need a job! <laughs> uh... I still think that's hilarious. You know, I remember when I read that. Oh, look, a job. Anyway, uh, Joe, that was the right answer. So Job, how are Job. you doing? How's it going? Yeah. Hey, I also have a praise report. Uh, you remember like last Friday or last Thursday, I called you and asked you to pray for for me. Uh, but I didn't share what I was going through. Yes. Uh, actually, I was having a little chest pain, something like that. And I was uh, very, very fearful. And uh, the doctor took all those tests and things, EKG. And uh, after getting prayer from you and some other uh, good uh, believers, uh, so I got my report. My EKG is clear. My blood work is fine. So, uh, and it's really given me a peace of mind. And I'm so grateful. And I believe it was uh, answers of our prayer. Yeah. Amen, brother. And you know what's so great about that is, because I've gone through that. I mean, I went through the exact same thing, so I know exactly what you're talking about. And then you get the, the report back, and you're like going, okay, he's not done with me yet. 
and you kind of know that. Like, there's more to do or more he's going to teach you, and it's not the time yet, is it? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was so fearful of my life uh, because I just feel it because that was happening. Uh, but, but I was just trusting God and praying and claiming uh, his promises and uh, and ask, I felt like to reach out to you and a few other solid Christian friends. And, uh, and uh, of course, your audience prayed as well. So, so it's uh, just a testimony of God's faithfulness and his healing power. Amen. That's a perfect leading because I want to pray for the audience in regards to faith over fear. And that's exactly uh, uh, a perfect lead-in for that. So I don't know if you have heard that joke or not. Which which one? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Okay. I think Samson's cutting out. Okay. Sometimes his, okay. his phone cuts out. <laughs> well, I could be cutting out, but that's besides the point. Uh, I'm going to pray uh, uh, for the audience and for Samson. So, Samson, if you're listening, just join in the prayer. Uh, and I want to pray for faith over fear because sometimes fear gets in, inside and kind of takes advantage of us. And we need, to, we need to fight against that. And Jesus made the strong distinction in his teachings between faith and fear. He said, if you of little faith, why are you so afraid? And it's like, so he shows that they're in different directions. Some people will say, well, you know, faith is confidence in God and fear is confidence in the enemy. And it's like, I don't know, maybe. I mean, my, my most direct response would be faith is saying, I don't care what my eyes say or what my heart trembles at, because God is bigger than my eyes and my heart. So let's go forward and pray for the audience along these lines. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We love you. We worship you. You're amazing. You're just you're just amazing, and, and we say it all the time, Lord. Your goodness is way past us. Your goodness extends beyond us, and, and we don't deserve that goodness, but we thank you for it. And we pray for all of us, myself included, Lord, everybody included, that we would not give way to fear, but we would step a bigger step towards faith in our confidence in you, in our trust in you, in our absolute persuasion of your faithfulness and your kindness in our lives. And instead of giving way to what we feel or to what we see, that we would stand firm knowing that that faith we have in you opens the opportunity for the miraculous to enter. Help us to be believers, not just to believe in you, but to believe you and to have confidence in your kindness. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so good job, good call by our brother Samson. His phone did cut out. So that's happened a couple times on his phone. The last like two or three times it's happened, so I can't do you know much about that. So, you know, just keep him in prayer. But what a good testimony, good for him to share. And I've gone through that. I've had the chest pain thing. And he's thinking, oh, oh, oh. unfortunately, the first time I ever had that happen, I was driving seventy miles an hour on a freeway in uh, California. So it wasn't the best time. <laughs> just so you can always like, oops. <laughs> would be the first time you can have that happen. All right. Uh, I'm going to do a little teaching. We're just going to go a little past our norm time. I'll, I'll figure it out. So I do want to say this one thing. There's a, there's a 
of people will have all these speculations as to why there's four Gospels, and there's a lot of great theological answers. There's four sides to a house. Of course, the response to that is, unless it's a teepee. Uh, and, you know, and, and then there's you know north, south, east, west. Uh, okay, that's uh, a good way to think of it. Uh, there's uh, left, right, up, down. There's just all that stuff. I, I tend to think of the reason that there's four Gospels is because we need it at least that many times, <laughs> not because it's something superb. I'm sure there is something connected to it symbolically, but I am much more confident that I need to hear the same thing over and over and over and over again. I do find it ironic that in the lesson from Jesus in Mark chapter 12, he says uh, the most important commandment is this. Uh, hear, O Israel, our Lord, our God, the Lord is one. The lo- love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So if I'm ever going to make a real big connection, overly spiritual, on why there's four Gospels, I'd pick this. I'm not saying this is it. I'm just saying I would pick this. Because there's an emotional, spiritual, psychological, and physical aspect to man. And, uh, and you can make an argument that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John address these. I don't know that that's spiritually so, but I like it, and it sounds cool. But here's what I know for sure. You cannot read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John once and say you got it. God is much deeper than that. You should read them, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, once a year for the rest of your life until you meet him face to face. And that, my friends, would be at a minimum. Because in those gospels, in those good news, is the encouragement you're looking for to help you get through, to help your emotional status, your spiritual status, your psychological status, and your physical status. I think that's a cool way to look at it. You know, you don't have to. I don't, I don't, it's not requiring. I just think it's cool. B, what's the what's the thing we used to say? Keep your BFN in the book. You know what BFN stands for? Big fat nose. Keep your BFN in the book. There you go. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770. The Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? 
No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. With his special guest today, focus on the family trauma specialist, Tim Sanford. People, as they try to sort this out, they, they, they go through this, uh, they, they go through maybe a litany or a list in their mind and try to evaluate, well, you know, is this this and is this this? And, and what you said right there is the key, that the core of our strength, the core of our ability to, to go on yet for another day in the midst of what we would consider to be uh, chaos, both uh, socially, politically, and, and in other realms, is the Lord. I mean, the Lord gives us the ability. Until he blows that trumpet, we are not done. Exactly. And that's where we come back to people ask me, well, again, the why, why, why questions that people all across the U.S. are asking. And my best theological accurate answer I can give them is, I don't know. I don't stop there. That is an accurate answer. I finished my answer then by saying, here's what I do know. I know that God is still on his throne. I know that God knew what was going on. I don't know why he, no, I don't know why that, here's what I do know, God is still a loving God, he still is in charge, here's what I do know, here's what I do know, here's what I do know. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Before we do our trivia question or anything else, we have Joy Ann and Cordelia want to share a little bit of something that's going on, and we love to hear from the ladies and hope they're doing well. So let's send them on through. Knock, knock. Is this my two favorite ladies? Hi, hi, Doctor Dave. Cordelia and I both have a praise. Okay, and so we and we love Samson's praise. Amen, and all oh, love, love, love that you pray for everybody, Doctor Dave. Anyway, first my praise report. Um, yesterday, um, my saga of dental woes and issues ended. <laughs> the praise final. the Lord. <laughs> Yes, it started in January with some surgeries and such, and and, and, uh, my mouth feels great. And I just praise the Lord for answering that wonderful request of, you know, I want to be able to smile without any gaps (laughs) and not experience pain. So there's no pain, no gaps in my smile. And so thank you for praying for me. And then Cordelia is here. She wants to share a praise because the Lord spared her life in our our home uh, last um, Sunday. So here's Cordelia. Wow. Hi, Cordelia. Hi. Listen, there was a huge storm, and uh, I I started praying, and um, I opened the door and saw how bad the storm was. I knew there was that tree that was leaning toward our house. It's a huge pecan tree. And I was, I just said, go that way, go that way. I wanted it to go away from our house and away from the neighbors and go beyond the fence. Now, there is a condominium house back there, but it somehow when it fell, it did fall, and I saw it fall. The leaves just brushed against the whole uh, house, uh, front of the house. 
three windows you couldn't see it, but it, it, that tree could have crushed our house, and it didn't. And I just kept saying, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you. And anyway, it's, that, that was just something I will never forget. I mean, he just saved uh, my life and that house, the house from being crushed. And I didn't even lose electricity, but the people across the way lost electricity. And so it, it was a miracle, and I just want to thank the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so that one, two great testimonies, lady. That's that's wonderful. One for, yeah. for, for Joanne and you doing better and moving forward and getting past that. And two for the for the protection and for grace just to have the leaves come and rustle up against the house versus squishing the house to pieces with you in it. I mean, and not even losing electricity. That's like, what a blessing. Yes. And, you know, um, I mean, you know, you can I was a sort of afraid, but then when I started thanking Jesus, the fear started going away. And I, it's like I spoke the word, I spoke and said, go that way, go that way, after I had prayed to the Lord Jesus. So, you know. Amen. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. You, what a Dr. great David. testimony. Great testimony, ladies. <laughs> You. Thank you for letting us honor the Lord. He is so awesome. Yes. And we bless you and the audience, and we'll keep listening. All right. God <laughs> bless you, you, ladies. And we love Jennifer. Oh, she's amazing. Yep. She is amazing. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> All right. The Lord be with you all. Thank all right. You. God bless you. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> They're so delightful. All right, so uh, great testimony. See, these are the things you think, well, you think, well, I know, but how do you know that the tree would have not uh, done it uh, without that? And here's my exact response to that. How do you know the tree wouldn't have just squished the house? You don't know either. And so sometimes when you operate in faith, you know, you don't have all those answers, but that's what our trust and our faith is. And I like that That uh, that one of the things that came out of that was was. Cordelia, you know, was like speaking to the tree. Go that way. Go that way. Go that way. Which is like speaking to the mountain. You know, say be moved and cast into the sea. Like, yep, there you go. That's that witness. So great testimonies. Great job, ladies. That That's the wonderful stuff that we love. And why? Because it should remind you. And I'm just going to take the time because how important this is. It should remind you that the Lord is active in our lives on all elements, on all phases, in everything that we're going through. Okay, there's not a part of your life where the Lord's going, yeah, I don't really deal with that. That doesn't exist. And people get, I know, people get upset when I get to the, you know, nitty-gritty of things. But, you know, I, I hate to tell you this, but it is God that created procreation. Hello? I mean, I don't, who's got to understand that? That's not what some of the scripture is. So the idea behind this is that God is involved in everything, every part of our lives, everything that takes place, in every element. And what's important to us and uh, impacts us and affects us the Lord is aware of. Now, he's not afraid like we are, but he's aware of what has an impact on us, what changes us, what, what alters us. And, and it would really do all of us some real—it would really be beneficial to be—let uh, me say it real quick—to be more praiseworthy and acknowledging of these things that the Lord does and give him the acknowledgement because— 
when you get to heaven, after we're done, I don't know, I, I think that was really good what we, we talked about not that long ago about, okay, after the first million or billion years that we're all worshiping, there's going to be a lot to be thankful for that you're not even aware of. And so if there's things going on in your life and the Lord is helping you through them, you should be thankful for that now. Are you waiting for heaven? Tell them thank you now. Tell them how much you appreciate them. We should do that, though. We should have a show that is really geared towards everybody just sharing some of the cool things that the Lord's done. We've talked about doing it before. Uh, the only thing is I don't want to line it up to make it fake. I want it to be as real as possible and authentic as possible. But it's important for us to do a, a better job of saying thank you to the Lord. It's There's, there's a difference— uh, in thank yous and in thankfulness. We are called to be a thankful people, and we should be thankful. And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And I know there's people that are like, well, I'm not going to say thank you for this, and I'm not going to say thank you for this. And we have discussed this from a theological point of view. Yeah, but you can be thankful that while you're going through what you're going through, something is coming from the other side that will will, will be a blessing out of that. But the Scripture's pretty clear that we are supposed to be thankful. If people are like, well, I, I just want the will of God. Okay, well, here's the will of God in, in a verse. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And if we are a people that are thankful, then we would probably do a better job of saying thank you to the Lord for individual moments of victory and grace that he pours into our hearts and minds. I mean, he gives us so many wonderful things. He does so many fantastic things. If there is any people on the planet that have a reason to be appreciative, it would be it would be Christians. Because the Lord is for us. He's not for our agenda. He's for us. He loves us, and he cares about us. And you might have a, a victory in one place and a loss in another, and then the victory over here and a loss here and a loss here, and, and we're just like, well, it all evens out. No, we should be thankful for the victories. And, and sometimes, even in the losses, there's more wisdom to letting it go than to hanging on. Hey, this is a great saying. I know most people— uh, don't understand this, but from a business point of view, this is a great saying. Not all money is good money. Never forget that. That's just a fact. All right, we're going to take our break. That was so much fun. I love stuff like that. Then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. You don't know what's going to happen in one minute let alone one hour from now. And God, who it's impossible for God to lie, has made this commitment, made this offer, made this opportunity to both you and me and all of us around. The simplicity is that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and that the wages of that sin, the wages falling short, is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God, demonstrating his love for us, sent Jesus Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not 
perish but have eternal life. There is nothing more important than that principle right there, the hope that is offered to believers who acknowledge and surrender to the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's what's being offered. That's what gives you encouragement. That's what enables you to go on. You're going to have a lot of sorrow in this life. Job said it best, a man's days are few and full of trouble. But in the next, there is something so wonderful that even in man's mind, we cannot retain it. For eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has, can the heart comprehend, can, can't even receive the great things which God has prepared for them that love him. There's such a great thing that's coming for us, such a great place, such a wondrous place. But you got to acknowledge the invitation. you got to say yes, because if you don't say yes, you're not going to that wedding. The wedding of the Lamb. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that rejects it. Don't be that person that lives in sorrow, in grief, and in sadness. Don't be that person. Be the one that says yes so that you can be a part of the great wedding feast, that you can be a part of the great celebration. No, life is much more than this 60, 70, 80, 90 years. It's eternity on the line. And if you've already said yes, rest in the comfort. Rest in that place. Rest in that goodness. That all is well. And even on this side, if it's hard, on the other side, it's glorious. If Jesus was like Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Before I give you the trivia question or do anything else, I got a text from my daughter. And she only, well, she's a little better than the other kids. And she only texts if there's something going on. And. Easton is having a really hard time, so it looks like they might have to go up to the hospital. Uh, so they have Anna. I did not report this, although I probably should have reported this. But So they got the test back from Anna. Anna is 100%. Everything is A-OK. Uh, but I guess Addie Bug and Isaiah Anthony are sick, and now Easton's sick, and they might have to go up to the hospital. And she's just getting frustrated, and you can imagine a brand-new mom with three of your four babies sick and uh, – I'm looking forward to going up there and helping them and, and, and sharing in that burden and getting them a break. But in the meantime, let's pray for her because she won't text me uh, for prayer from the show during the show unless it's pretty important. So I need you to do me a favor and to stand with me uh, as we pray for my daughter and her family and my son-in-law and my grandkids. I need your faith uh, to reach with mine. So let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you. We do not stop thanking you. We will never stop thanking you and praising you because you are perfect. And it's not, it's not like every nuance we get. We don't. We don't get it. But we trust 
And what we do is we trust you. And for my daughter, I lift her up before you. I ask you to, to break into their lives in such a special way that, that Easton could find some fast redemption, some fast healing, that Addiebug and Isaiah Anthony would be touched by the power of your Holy Spirit, that Julian and Jared would be refreshed, and that you would continue to protect Anna and keep this family in the palm of your hand and push Satan away as Satan continually tries to pound at them. And what we pray for, and I pray for right now as a, as a dad, is the frustration that I am sure my daughter is feeling. I ask you to replace that frustration with a, with a heart of gratitude and a mouth of rejoicing and that she would lift up a hallelujah and stand firm in her faith. We pray for them, Lord. We ask your mercy and your grace. I, I beseech you, Lord, pour out your mercy and grace on this family. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. So, uh, and you think, well, wow, that's a lot of stuff going. It is, but you know what? You trust, you believe, you stand firm, you do your best, and you, you stand with them. You bear that burden with them. And you love on them. I mean, they're such a blessed family. They, they have so many great things God has done. And we just want the Lord to continue to pour out more and more upon them. All right. In the meantime, I want to get to our next trivia question. And I will tell you, because you need this little break right here, that I'm going to have Jennifer play the horn for the trivia. You like how I how I kind of did that other line just to kind of keep it going so that you can find it like play the whole. I think that's uh, professionally called the stretch. The stretch. stretched it out. I stretched it out. Uh, remember, she just played that horn. That should uh, warn you something is coming. Uh, God, to, this is a trivia question. God told Adam and Eve not to eat what kind of fruit. God told Adam and Eve not to eat what kind of fruit? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. I'll say Al Pow Pow on that one. Uh, and uh, also you can send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. I am going to send you up to the website because we do have to send you up to the website because I don't have a lot of opportunities to do that. And I do want to remind you on the website that there's a ton of podcasts, 3,300 hours. And then also that's a place to give, and we need the money. And unless you want me to you know, sit there and act like Oliver and go, Mosa, please, we want some more. Unless you're looking for that, then you just probably want to give. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Yeah, see, now that's that's somebody snapping their fingers. That's that's pretty much what that... No? It sounded like somebody snapping their fingers. A really big person? (laughs) No? Okay, never mind. Nope. Uh, trivia question. We have the person. We have somebody calling in. God told Adam and Eve not to eat what kind of fruit? So people are like, they're they're going too deep theologically. It's listen to the question. God told Adam and Eve not to eat what kind of fruit? 
And we'll have the person send through right now who's ready. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, David. This is Stephen. Hello, Stephen. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Thank you very much. I'm glad to hear that. Actually, God didn't specify what kind of fruit, rather what kind of tree not to eat the fruits from. That is correct, sir! (laughs) That's why we played the horn, because there wasn't a specification of the fruit. There have been a bunch of different theories that have been offered. I, I doubt that any of them are actually accurate. But, you know, the apple or, you know, the uh, most people think, well, in the area it must be pomegranate. It's like, I don't know, it was the Garden of Eden. How do I know? <laughs> but you are right. That was good on the, on the tree thing. Excellent job. Excellent statement. And I, I kind of doubt it was the apple, as everybody wants to talk about given that uh, apples are referred to in a very positive way later in the Bible. Yeah, not only that, but it does take away from Johnny and the apple seed. So I have a problem with that. (laughs) I I concur. (laughs) Excellent job, brother. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was hilarious. (laughs) That's right. Still got to laugh. People are like, get all that stuff going on. Laugh. It's good for you. It's what the doctor ordered. All right, uh, here you go. Uh, we got. Uh, we're gonna. We'll do history in the next segment. Uh, since I just did that joke, we'll probably skip on the jokes because that was bad enough. Thanks. But this is a really cool teaching, and I don't want to mess it up. Although I, I tend to do that. Uh, this is in Luke chapter seventeen, verse twelve through fourteen. It says this: And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance. And lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now, yeah, guys, you all know the story, but hold on. When he saw them, he said, go and show yourselves to the priest. As they went, they were cleansed. Okay, I want to stop there because we do a lot of concentration on the 10 and the 1, and we'll get to that later. Okay, here's what I want you to catch. There are 10 lepers who stood at a distance. Why? Because they weren't allowed to mingle in public. Right. If somebody had leprosy, they weren't allowed to be in like a crowded area or anything like that. They had to stay at a distance. Okay, well, that makes sense. All right. I mean, nobody's trying to, you know, that's that's that that, that's the real application of six feet apart. (laughs) Not a fake one. So it's it's okay. Guys got leprosy. Got it. These 10 guys got leprosy. They're hanging out together. They can't give each other more leprosy. That's the end of that. So uh, they can hang out together. And so they stood at a distance and they said, Jesus, master, have, have mercy on us. Now, what's amazing about this is that Jesus heals them. At a distance. So I just want you to understand that the power of Jesus Christ to heal is not limited by his ability to touch somebody. If that if you can catch that. In other words, the Lord can heal whether he's next to the person, touching the person. There's an instance where he does touch a leper. In this instance, he doesn't touch them, yet they still get healed. Jesus can heal up close or far away. It's not a limitation on the Lord. So I don't want people to think, you know, know, they had to get close in under the healing. Somebody had to lay hands on them. No, they didn't. I know that we want to say that, and it is normal uh, when you're praying at a church, you know, prayer for the sick and anoint them with oil, lay hands on them. That's a normal process, but it's not required for healing to take place. 
and Jesus heals him. But what we miss in this text is this. I mean, that's a cool point, but this is the point. They cry out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And he saw them and said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests and listen to what the text says. And as they went, they were cleansed. Now, it's not that it was impossible for Jesus to clean them on the spot. But the text is specific. And it's teaching us that as they went forward, as they were in obedience to Christ's command, yes, you can use that. I, I think it's a fair place to use it. But they found their healing while being in the process of doing what Jesus said, not at the end of what Jesus said, not at the beginning, but as they were doing it. And sometimes the healing comes about in the midst of the process. Now, I know, because I've been involved with uh, a lot of people like you all have, that you, when you pray, you want the Lord to go, bam, healed, done, yeah. I mean, who doesn't want that? I mean, be honest. But that doesn't mean that the Lord doesn't heal in process. And there's nothing wrong or weird or unscriptural about that in any possible capacity. These people were healed as they went. That's when they found their healing. And it's almost weird because in, in so many cases, Jesus just healed them on the spot. Not in this one. These people are a great example that Jesus doesn't have to be right next to you to pat, pat the person on the head and that the healing can happen as they are in response to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's wonderful. That's awesome. That's not limiting. That's freeing because it shows you that God can heal at a distance at any time in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, only God could heal somebody at a distance, and that's why Jesus is God. Right there is another testimony. All right, we'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. 
Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Because what we're getting is this snapshot of Jesus. And there's a lot of stuff that we do, a lot of stuff that we say, but at no point should anybody ever lose what's going on here. And when we get into our Philippians teach tomorrow, you're going to see how very specific Christology, the study of Christ, fits into play on Jesus Christ being honored uh, above all and understanding how that this snapshot of Jesus plays into or leads us into the understanding of the superiority of Christ. Nobody else was fully God and fully man, period. And so nobody else can represent God to man or man to God. So in this situation, we get to see the Darius. He has a 12-year-old daughter. She's dying. Not uh, not good news. This woman who's got this bleeding issue, issue of blood, she comes up to Jesus, uh, touches him without saying anything. Jesus has restoration and healing for her in physical, social, and psychological aspects, which is just uh, wonderful if you think about how Jesus— Jesus cares about the whole person doesn't care about a part of a person, cares about every inch of you. If you're doing well physically, but you're not doing well psychologically, Jesus cares about that. If you're doing well psychologically and not doing well physically, Jesus cares about that. If you can't have contact with people and you feel like you're completely isolated, Jesus cares about that. Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Let me let you know a couple of things because what's going on with Julianne, I will be answering people's texts in about a half hour. Normally I do it like after the show or even when I'm on route, but I'm going to probably be on the phone for a little while just to let you know there. Also, I would encourage you to go to the website and go to the very, very, uh, go to hemusincrease.org and go to the very, very bottom if you are looking to get some help on on creating a website because we are going to help Josh and I'm going to be the cowpunch dad. <laughs> Wait, do you hear what's coming? Jennifer knows what's coming. And then Deb had a little taste. I told her a little bit yesterday. I'm looking forward to what we're going to be sharing with you. It's, I think it's good. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to do our last trivia question. And thinking about that fill that just happened, by the way, that you just heard, here's a trivia question to go along with it. How old was Jesus when he when it is first mentioned that he went to Jerusalem for the Passover? So just think about that last fill that we just came off of. How old was Jesus when uh, it was first mentioned that he went to Jerusalem for the Passover? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email David at he must increase.org. We are going to do our history. I, I can forego the jokes. I can't forego the history because the history or the history is like it's the day. So let's do the history sound and then uh, we'll go from there. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All right. 
right, so this is for the history uh, side of things. So I'll tell you a couple things. Hopefully you guys will understand uh, why this is classic and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, first of all, is bald is beautiful day. I am bald by decision. <laughs> if I didn't cut my hair, I'm pretty sure I'd be looking bald anyway. So we'll leave that there. It's snack a pickle day. And the reason that's funny is because last night, Levi had to, uh, like, when Levi gets up, he's older. So when he needs something, he shakes because he's got this little collar that makes noise. And so he shakes, and so I had to get up. It was about 1230. I had to open the door. He had to go out, and I'm waiting for him, waiting for him, and he's, like, taking longer than normal. So I go to the refrigerator, and I just grab the first thing that I can just to stick something in my mouth, and it was a pickle. Well, there you go. Appropriate. You were a day early. Yeah. No, but if it was after midnight. It was after midnight, right? So I was kind of in sync, but not the band. Um, (laughs) It's a National Peanut Day. I know people have peanut allergies, and (laughs) that's very serious. I have a grandchild that has a peanut allergy. I don't have that. So I like peanuts. Chocolate-covered peanuts. I love. And peanut butter and Reese's is my favorite. Oh, my Lord. And then uh, fortune cookie day, and everybody knows Everybody knows what the fortune cookie is. You open it up, and hi, I'm a guy stuck in a fortune cooking company. Somebody get me out. That's what the fortune cookie You never heard that? I have never heard that. <laughs> it's a fortune cookie. I am a young guy stuck in a fortune cooking company. <laughs> Please help me get out. That's an old joke there. Uh, and I do have, I don't know if I still have it or not, but I had for many, many years, uh, in God We Trust All Others Pay Cash. <laughs> like, okay, that's good. Star Spangled Banner was written in 1814 on this day by Francis Scott Key. And then uh, temperature in Libya in 1922 on this day reached 136.4. That's hot. That's hot. That is hot. All right. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. Hi, this Mary. is Mary calling. Hi, Mary. <laughs> You're full of tricks today, huh? Yep, I am. We're having fun today. <laughs> How you doing? All right. You ready? Now, I, I know you're going to know I'm this. I'm ready. I know you're going to know this. All right, here we go. I'll set the question up, and you can answer. How old was Jesus when it's first mentioned that he went to Jerusalem for the Passover? He was 12. That is Correct. He was 12 years old, and that's the, that's the trip where their parents lost him. I always maintain that for Joseph and Mary, that had to be the most bizarre. <laughs> like, hey, we lost the Son of God. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's like that. That probably didn't go over well from the parenting point of view. You had him. No, you had him. No, you had him. No, you had him. And so that probably went over kind of not great, right? <laughs> well, it didn't because his mother was very upset with him when they finally found him in, in the temple, asking him, you know, we've been looking all over for you and all, and, and you know, she she was very upset. She was, and what what's amazing is it shows you the human part of the whole process. I mean, it's not that, of course, Jesus was sinless, but his mom was still freaking out. <laughs> Like, where are you? Where'd you go? Yeah. 
I'm so sorry to hear about your grandson. I yeah. guess it's being, he's real ill right now. Yeah, he's not doing all that great. So after this show, I'll get on the phone and get a real clear picture of what's going on so I can kind of have a feel for it. So I think I'm a little more yeah. concerned that my daughter's getting drained more than anything else. That's my big concern. How, how old is he now? My daughter? No, no, the baby. The baby. Uh, oh, so, so Easton's probably, he's like two and a half. And oh, is he? Yeah, he's two and a half, and he's gone through so much, and he's endured so much. And, and so now they got Anna, the new baby, and then they have the, the, the six and the four-year-old, although I think it's five and three quarters and something like that, but yeah, close enough. And so it's uh, the we're going to go to Tennessee in about a week and pick up the two older kids and bring them back with us so they can hang out in Texas for a while. A bassinet? Oh, they, they have a new baby? Yeah, they have a new baby. So now she got four kids. Now what's right. the new baby's name? Anna. It's Anna. Anna? Yeah, which means oh. grace. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Keep well, them in prayer, oh, I'll okay. sure you, you you be sure and tell her that it, lots of us are going to be praying for e, e, Easton. Easton, that's right. Yes, Easton. Correct. Okay, all right. We'll be praying for the family. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mary. You're welcome. God bless. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Great job by Mary. Good, 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 good work. Twelve years old. Twelve years. Boy, twelve years old. I was irritating my mom when I was three. <laughs> I'm still trying to work on that. At least he waited until he was 12. That's <laughs> pretty good. All right, let's finish up on this teaching. This is the rest of this teaching. And uh, it is important to understand this, so I do want to make it uh, pretty clear. Uh, this is the rest of that text, Luke 17, 15 through 19. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, were not ten cleansed, were the other nine? Uh, was not one found to return to give praise to God except this foreigner? That's an indictment, by the way, on the people of God in Israel. Uh, verse 19, and he said to them, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. There are two kinds of well. There are physical well and there are spiritual well. One out of the ten was spiritually well. Ten out of the ten were physically well. He saw that he was healed and he stopped. And this is just what we were talking about because we were talking about Thanksgiving. He saw that he was healed. He stopped. And in, in that, he went back to say thank you. Now, remember how we just talked about two segments ago about being thankful? That's what this guy did. He was healed. He stopped. And he went, okay. And some legalists would make the argument, well, Jesus said, you know, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, this guy recognized that God touched him and he stopped whatever he was doing, went back and said, hey, thank you. And in that... There's two great lessons. One, you need and I need and we need to say thank you. And number two, people receive from Jesus, but not everybody completes the process of connecting to Jesus.
Do you know that Jesus probably heals a lot more people than you're aware of? We can't just use this one story, this one illustration that's in the Scripture and say this is the percentage, because if we did, that would be 9 out of 10 people who get healed never go back and say thank you. I don't know that that's true. What I do know is true is that not everybody completes the process when Jesus touches them. That I know is absolutely true. That some people get a touch from Jesus and they stop. And some people have been blessed by Jesus and they stop. And here's the ticket. Get closer to Jesus and you're going to find out there's more. It's not just a physical healing. It's not just a spiritual healing. There's a whole relationship waiting for people. And some Christians are Christians kind of like at a distance. And it's like you don't have to be at a distance. The Lord's just waiting for you to come and to talk to him. And you can access 365, 24-7. People receive from Jesus, but not everybody completes the process. Make sure you understand that Jesus offers so much more than just a touch. He offers life itself. And if you've never asked him into your heart for that life, do so right now. And if it's been a while since you've had that life, ask for a very humble prodigal return. Okay? All right. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.